Alright, welcome back everybody to another episode of OA News Overtime. Jordan Hill with Justin Lee. Justin, Jordan, we're back. My well, voice is gone. I left it in Jacksonville. I left, you left your heart in Jacksonville, <laughs> but we're, Florida. We're powering on, man. We're going to do the podcast anyway. Both, so. both kind of rejuvenated. We both kind of yeah, had man. a little vacation, now, but we couldn't quit the podcast. You, know? <laughs> you can only sail away for so long. you got to get back right. to it and, and tell all the good people about everything going on because, ooh, buddy, there it's some things. It's starting <laughs> to slow down. We're finally... We're finally oh, buddy, we're um, having a week. There's, there's, a, there's a few things going on, but... Uh, uh, but still plenty to talk about. Yeah. Um, let's kind of start off with another addition that uh, Auburn picked up this week. Jordan Ingram, a guy that yeah. was an, an in-state high school player down there in Mobile. At Any Paul's. relation to Jordan Hill? I, I don't think. He spells his O-N, which oh. I'm kind of kind of bothered by. But, <laughs> I mean, at least it's Jordan. And, you know, it's not Jordan. Jordan. They, they might need to call him Jordan since he's coming oh, to Auburn. Oh, yeah. Didn't think about Jordan that. Ingram. But uh, he's coming. He he was at Central Michigan. Didn't play at all in 2020. He is coming. Uh, announced that he's going to be joining Auburn from the transfer portal. That was a guy that was being mentioned as a, you know a likely target and a guy Auburn might go get. Sure. They get him. Justin, thoughts on on bringing in another running back and and what that could mean just for this whole running back room. Well, they needed it. They needed somebody. They really needed somebody because, obviously, I mean, you can't give Tank Bigsby 40 carries a game. Well, not with that attitude. <laughs> he can't. We've seen Do not tell Mike Bobo what he can and cannot do with a running back. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I would, you definitely needed depth. And, obviously, and, and Sean's kind of a change of pace guy and, listen, super talented. But that those two alone, I don't think, were the one-two punt. We're a complete package. You know what I mean? Um, so you needed one more guy, and then obviously the other one's Devin, who's coming over from defense, Devin Barrett. So who, that's a kind of a who knows what's going to come come out of that, right? So, yeah, you needed somebody like this. We were waiting on it this whole time when they've been dipping into the portal. It's like, okay, well, who's going who's gonna to be that depth guy at the running back? Uh, so there you go. Here, here you go. It's another It's another one of these, you know, what, is it, what are they in the MAC? Uh, you know, one of these non-Power 5 transfers who, um, you know, so – I, I, it's 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 interesting because all of these kind of it seems like you know it's necessary. You need to fill out your roster after a coaching change, uh, but these are kind of the the bridge guys. These are kind of a means to an end, right? Uh, because you don't want to be picking up these kind of guys, you know, every single year. Uh, but it, it's to fill out the roster the way it is. Um, so yeah, because like what we said, we've got what uh, UAB guy, you know, Central Michigan guy, Semo Semo guy, right, right, right. So you, you're relying on uh, your coaches to have evaluated, you know, and to found picked and plucked some of the best guys who could come in as, uh, you know, supplemental pieces, right? Um, so like you said, it's nothing to write home about, and it's nothing to, you know, go doing backflips over, but um, you know, at the same time, it's what you probably have to do on when you didn't have a full recruiting cycle as a coaching staff. You came in right before the bowl game in December, which you came in like near the near the signing period or after it, really. So yeah, it was after because yeah. remember we talked to uh, interim coach Kevin Still yeah. the first signing period, signing and, and at that point, it still kind of looked like Kevin might be the head coach. You know what I mean? They, they there might have been talks behind the scenes. But, you know, we didn't know by that point who the head coach was going to be. So, so I mean, yeah, a lot of that stuff was just kind of 
you know, getting the ball rolling for for those guys. By the time they got in, they were trying to you know get up to speed and try to figure out all the needs. Sorry, I needed a drink oh, with my good. voice the way it is. Yeah. Today's podcast brought to you by Jersey Mike's. <laughs> I wish. They are unaffiliated with Oplac Oliver News. I, I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> I think you made a good point with Jordan Ingram coming in. Yeah, they could talk, be. Talk to me, Mike. Oh, call us. <laughs> um, call us Mr. Jersey. <laughs> uh, Mr. Mike, sir. Uh, the thing with Jordan Ingram coming in and with some of these other pickups, sure, I think you got to keep in mind because I, you know I saw some of this on social media like this week. You saw Georgia picked up Eric Gilbert, right, 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 right. and uh, said Deion Kendrick from sure. Clemson, yeah, yeah, two like four or five star guys through the portal, and then you kind of compare that to what Auburn's been getting. That ain't the Mac, brother. Yeah, yeah, these guys weren't playing Maction on Tuesday night, but right. that, but. The thing is, you got to look at your roster, and you got to just replenish what you can get. Now, obviously, sure. if you can get a guy like that in the portal that could come in and start right away, then that's the ideal situation. Sure. But at the same time, you got to fill out your roster, and Auburn had right. a lot of spaces that needed to be filled out. And I think, other than probably wide receiver, running back was still one of the biggest needs. Yeah. Looking at the portal, right. I think getting Ingram, who I want to throw out there, I was looking back. Uh, when he played at St. Paul's, they played Opelika, and he had two rushing touchdowns in the playoffs. Hey, man. 43-yard rushing touchdown. Those Bulldogs, that defense isn't bad. Hey, man. Um, right here but, in the area. But, hey. Not his first time through. I do want to say Opelika won that game. Yeah. So, so well, just the Bulldogs are tough, baby. Yeah. They've been to the third round five straight years or something like something that. Something like that. Eric Spinkman's got them going. Rolling. But uh, with Jordan Ingram, you got to have those guys – because we know how much wear and tear these running backs right, have yeah. in SEC. I yeah. mean, depth. I, I think of any of the positions. Obviously, you got to have depth anywhere, but running back. Because once you get down, if you lose mm-hmm. your top two starters, you know you have to have bodies. And right. and you know when that's a weakness, and you're looking to move guys just to play running back because you don't have the depth. I mean, right. that would have been a real issue. You know, you're not expecting. No one expects. You know. Uh, Jordan to come in here and, and no. be taking a lot of carries, but no. you need him as an option if if it's an issue. And obviously they're going to have Jar- Jarquez Hunter that's going to be coming in, but he's going to be a true freshman. Right. You can't expect a whole lot from, you know, very yeah. rarely do you see a guy like Tank Bigsby. Tank is an exception to the rule. Right, absolutely. But, uh, but I mean, but yeah, like I said, man, it's, it's the SEC and you're playing running back, you're going to get bumps and bruises. Like, you know, that's, that's going to happen. That's life. So, uh, yeah, you definitely need someone to take some of those carries off of guys like Tank and Worm, and and spread you know spread it out a little bit. You you had to, you had to find a person like this. So now you're just hoping that they found the right guy. And I think you know you couldn't feel content you know even with a guy like Devin Barrett being moved because that's going to be a transition in and of itself. I mean that's not like I think it's well, for a- sure. Yeah, like that. Yeah. And I think it's it doesn't al- happen overnight. And I think it's always smart, like, you know, we, we've talked before about, like, the NCAA video games and stuff like that. It's like, it's not as easy as just, like, you change his position and boom, he's yeah. set to go. It's a little bit, right. there's a little bit more to that than that. Right. Um, and then again, you know, you don't want to rely on a true freshman. So at least I got another body in there. Right. Um, kind of going from Ingram coming in, you got a guy that's leaving and Prince Michael Sammons, who decided, sure. you know, he's going to enter the transfer portal. I got to say, this was a guy we were kind of surprised was still at Auburn. Uh, you know, when the spring started, they sure. kind of dropped on us. Here are the super seniors who decided to come back, and Prince is one of them. Sure. Only played in two games during the time he was at Auburn. Right. Again, he's a senior, so he's going to go somewhere else, and, and I, you know, I assume try to try to be able to play somewhere. But sure. 
Um, I, I want to see your take on it, Justin. I don't think it's a real big concern. Obviously, no. he was basically there for depth. I mean, he was the third string tackle on both sides right. uh, during the spring. But uh, but still a loss uh, when you're yeah. looking at the offensive line. I mean, I think he's an example somewhat like, like Handy and Hardy of someone who stayed for the spring, said, hey, there's a new coaching staff. Let me try to work my way up. Let me try this fresh start out and see what happens. And then, you know, didn't like where he was sitting, so – is going to go try it somewhere else. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's, I think that's just an example of that. Of uh, you know, and, that, and that's why I stuck with the spring was probably because there's a new coaching staff. So hey, there's opportunity. Um, so yeah, but then you know, get to the end of spring, don't like where you're sitting, go go try it out somewhere else. So. And I think that if you are a player in that situation with the transfer portal, I think that's the perfect situation. You can come sure. in and say, look, right. Whole new clean slate. Maybe I can go out here and show something that, you know, he obviously wasn't a starter before with Gus Malzahn and those guys. Right. You know, he, he went through the spring. He didn't have a chance to start or, or you know, didn't kind of separate himself from those guys. And then you say, okay, well, you know, I stayed through mm-hmm. the spring and we'll go try to play somewhere else. So mm-hmm. um, I don't think it's a, a huge concern as far as offensive line. Uh, they still got several options at tackle, and then they're going to have – uh, a true freshman, Colby Smith, coming in. I think he's like six seven. He's a big Jeez. old guy, so he'll at least give them some depth right away. Um, and who knows? You know, they may decide to, to try to add somebody through the portal. Right. Um, with what's left, you know, there, there's still some roster spots. I don't know how many specifically, but are there positions or, or things you would like to see maybe them shore up through the transfer portal as we go in through the rest of the summer man i was just keyed in on that running back position you know like because they had to find somebody like come on man you can't go into the season so so yeah uh i was just looking at that but i mean you could pick up a receiver i suppose uh you could do that um i don't i don't know i wonder i wonder what they're thinking i wonder what they think about like if there's see there's a, here's the difference between the transfers is like there's a whole world of are they young or are they older, right? Like it's a, a whole different thing of trying to bring someone who's experienced and can play now versus someone who's a freshman who just signed somewhere, has a COVID year, and can pretty much come in as a new freshman, right? In that case, you could find yourself a linebacker or something like that, right? Someone who's going to be next in line. Uh, someone, you know, so uh, like Finley. Finley's coming in as a COVID freshman freshman, I think, as far as I know. So. Uh, you could find somebody like that, and that's obviously that's just like recruiting, man. That's just like finding finding new kids. So, um, but yeah, I, you know, I don't know. What do you think? I don't think there's a pressing like I think running back was the big pressing need for me. To, I agree, and the one position you really hit on there is I think the only like what you would even maybe consider pressing is wide receiver. And I've heard rumors sure. about I think it's Tolbert from South Alabama. It's a guy they may be looking at. Uh, sure. I think there's a guy that just entered the the portal from Troy. And obviously Cornelius Williams, sure. the receivers coach, would have a connection with him. Sure. So I could see them maybe adding someone else there. Other than that, I think anyone else they will get through the portal, which still makes sense, would be purely for depth, you know, sure. just to make sure that they've got enough bodies when we get into fall camp. Because obviously you're going to have guys banged up in and, and certain areas that may come into question. But mm-hmm. I think on the whole they've kind of addressed what seemed like the biggest needs and and, uh, you know, I think even going back with Finley coming in, I think that was big just for, for giving some, you know, adding a little competition to that quarterback room. Right. And, uh, so, yeah, I think that receiver may be the only other area where you're kind of looking at and saying, you know, sure. maybe throw in someone else. But I think on the whole, they've kind of answered the questions that they really needed to through the portal. But, hey, man, if somebody's out there, take him. You know what I'm saying? If the best available is out there, 
get after him. And that's the one positive from, you know, you look at the guys they signed, and they didn't have a big signing class. Well, that kind of gave them a little bit of room to, to add a few guys. Right. And so if you can be uh, watching that portal and, and you know, keen in on guys that you think might be able to help you, I mean, that'd sure. be huge because, you know, before we know it, the season's going to be here, and we know it as good as anyone, and, and Brian Harson's going to learn that, you know, clock's going to be ticking once the season starts. You know, there's not going to be a whole lot of leeway of, well, Mm-mm. he's just rebuilding this thing. I mean, you know, you've talked about it before, Justin, but Gus never had a losing record. So, yep. you know, if something like that happens or there are struggles early on, you know, you want to do everything you can to avoid that uh, in, in trying to build this program to where you want it to be. Honeymoon's going to last two weeks, brother. That Akron game and then Alabama State. And mm-hmm. then after that. Honeymoon's over as soon as he gets to Happy Valley. Yep, yep, I agree. So, so we're now in, uh, you know, just got into the month of June. And, and we've talked about this before on the podcast, but this is a really important month. Uh, Justin, th- sure. thoughts on what you, uh, you know, what this coaching staff is going to be facing and how important the next few weeks and months are now that the dead period's over. You know, they can have face-to-face contact with recruits again and, right. and, and you know, are going to be out there on the recruiting trail trying to bring in guys as part of the 2022 recruiting class. Isn't it just crazy that it's the first, like, in-person recruiting in 15 months? It's just cra- I mean, you think specifically with a coaching change. Right. Just think about that. Like, if you were like, you know, well, I think of a local guy that we've talked about before, Jarrell Stinson. Sure. He committed to that former coaching staff with Gus and all those guys. Right. And, you know, I'm sure that they've had phone calls and things like that, FaceTimes, but you're still, there's got to be a part of you that's sort of like. Right. What exactly Who are these is. people? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, now, you know, guys like Jarrell and some of those other guys that have been on Auburn's radar can get a chance to kind of see that up close. Yeah. Man, that's crazy. And I, I think it's interesting how important. So, like, I think, and this was that ambush that you were at, both Brian and, and Bruce talked about this in a way that, you know, some people, everyone else is, well, a lot of people, all coaches are antsy to get out on the road. It's like, all right, we got to go hit these high schools. We're going to go see these kids. We're going to get going. And they're like, hey, man, we're trying to show off Auburn. We want them to come here. That's what we're excited about. We're excited about getting them here. Obviously, they're going to go on the road. They're going to put in the miles. They're going to do all that. But they're most excited because, I mean, at Auburn, that's the pitch. It always has been and always will be. It's that, hey, this campus is nice. This feels like home. This is going to feel like your high school. You're going to really like it. Come check it out. Come come see what you're going to see. You know what I mean? It's a little bit different than, you know, I don't know. I, I remember the bowl game with Minnesota where they're like, you know, Minnesota's like near Minneapolis, right? It's like the, the how different those two campuses are and how different those recruiting pitches are, right? Um, so for Auburn, the in-person is a – that's that's a really big deal for for trying to get kids on campus to see campus and to uh you know because that's i mean everybody comes through like a guy like Derek brown you know what i mean who's a huge huge prospect he could have tried to go to nfl junior but he wanted to go to high school 2.0 he wanted to go you know feel like he's at feel like he's at home again so yeah that's the pitch you know you hear that other places too like north carolina you know north carolina has that versus duke right they're the family atmosphere one uh so but yeah that's so for schools like auburn um like that uh that's a really big deal is just getting people to campus to check it out and you know see if they fall in love with it well, I think it was an interest, interesting perspective with Brian Harson at that ambush because he talked about that's exactly what he just experienced was being on campus. You know, when he was looking at this job, he sure. came in and, you know, from what he said was really taken by what he saw and sort of the atmosphere. So, I mean, you know, I think that's real. I don't think that that's something that, you know, it is a little coach speaky. 
Jordan, do you remember your first visit through Auburn when as, you were hired at the Oflake Auburn As News? funny as it is, I swear to you, it wasn't when I came here, but I'm trying to remember what year this would have been. This was like 2015, oh gosh. I think. Okay. I'd have to look, 2014 or 2015 when Georgia played here. We drove, and I got up really early in the morning to drive up here for the game, and I remember sincerely, like, really liking the campus because I'd never been here before. I had some friends that lived in Auburn, and um, I have a really good friend whose wife went to Auburn, but I'd never been. And I do remember sincerely being like, oh, this is, like, a nice – I like this. <laughs> right? Like, you know what little I got to see, like, where we parked and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, sure. Obviously going into Jordan-Hare. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, hey, I'll, I'll say it, it was real because I remember being like, this is, this is a neat school. <laughs> I like this. Never <laughs> been out here recruiting pitch, man. Yeah. It always has been. So it's, it's real when they say that. Like, that's the most important thing to them. So, yeah, it always has been, you know. Well, the thing, too, that I'm really interested in kind of, you know, if we get a chance to talk to the assistant coaches again, which will probably, if it happens, would be probably fall camp. Right. But I'd like to hear the perspective over, over the next month of a guy like Jeff Schmetting of a guy sure. like Burt Watts, sure. of a guy, I'm trying to think of some of those other guys, guys that have not coached in this area, Southeast, really, mm-hmm. Alabama, how they've kind of been able to build those relationships because that's something that, you know, obviously is going to matter. And you got guys mm-hmm. on the staff like Cornelius Williams, like we talked about, Mike Bobo, Will Friend, Derek Mason, too, that yep. have recruited this area. And But on the other side, you got guys like Harson and, and some of those Boise guys right. who don't quite have those connections. So how busy are they going to be? I'd be really intrigued to the point you made. You maybe see some of those guys really stress the getting out there and going to the schools because they need to build those connections. Sure. Or on the other side, you got guys like Wolf Friend and Mike Bubba who probably have a Rolodex, if anybody remembers what a Rolodex is. <laughs> Cadillac. Uh, but just going through because yeah. they've been here and done that and you know, right. got the T-shirt because they've been yeah. coaching in the Southeastern Conference for as long as they have. You might have the home party and the travel party. That might be the divide, you know? Yeah. and I, I, I would stick Cadillac here with everyone who visits probably, but who knows what they're doing. And that makes sense, and obviously Zach Etheridge too, which yeah, I did Zach. see kind of talking about uh, right. Gerald Stinson again. He was talking about – because that would be his position, Coach, if he winds up coming to Auburn. Right. You know, how much of a good time he had with Zach, which, um, you know, when we talked to Zach this spring, that's something he talked about was he can tell, you know, he was part of a national championship. He can tell you all the mm-hmm. good things about what you can experience if you come to Auburn. So, to your point, I think you put him and Cadillac at the front when these guys are coming mm-hmm. in and they can say, look, this is what you're signing up for if you wind up being a Tiger. They posted on Twitter they're having a good time. Everybody seems to be, you know, we saw Jarrell Stinson, uh, yeah, you know, they, they love it. Yeah. They are so excited. Uh, you know, Eston Harris, another guy, Beauregard guy, saw him, you know, taking photos with Will Friend, like, nice. pictured him up in the, yeah. in the photo. So, uh, yeah. a lot of local guys. That's what's been neat, too, and I wrote a story this week, kind of checking in with a bunch of the local guys, because... This is a, a year where some of the local guys really are getting a lot of attention and getting attention at Auburn. So you got guys like Gerald Stinson and and you got guys like uh, Eston Harris and then Tay Woody at Lafette. Pardon um, my phone call. That are at the at the very least getting visits and and you know coming to see Auburn. So that's pretty neat to see and see their perspective as, as getting a chance to check out the hometown school and, and maybe wind up coming to Auburn. That's running in the Thursday edition, brother. That's true, man. You can you can. You're listening fine. to this. You can. Check Go it out it. and find it out on oanow.com. Wherever you find your words. Find those links. That's all, that's all we're asking. Just go check out those links. Yeah, but, yeah, man. it'll be a busy week, and, and we'll probably see 
you know, get sort of a perspective on what this recruiting class is going to wind up, um, maybe not wind up being, but sort of the building blocks. Maybe they can pick up some commitments over the next few uh, weeks and obviously months going into the season. As a wise man once said, there are three seasons in Auburn. Football, spring football, and recruiting. I, and we're in <laughs> recruiting season. <laughs> we're in recruiting season. Recruiting season. Um, but, and, and I think we agree on this, too, that at the end of the day, the recruiting's going to determine how long Harson, you know, the leash he winds up having and what he's able to do here. For sure. Yeah, that's it. So, yeah, it's, you better better start now, man. Hit the pavement, man. So, they, But they're doing it. That's what they're doing. No doubt. And it'll be fun to kind of keep an eye on that and see what it kind of amounts to as far as um, what sort of uh, recruits are able to pull in and, yeah. and, and sort of if they're able to pick up some more commitments. And what, uh, what they're able to build going down the road, a lot of this would be. You know, going down the road, you know, 2022, 2023 kids, which talking about like Bruce Pearl, like basketball, that's pretty much all that, all that, what that is, right? That's all they're recruiting for the future, building for the future, establishing those connections. So, you know, football's got a little bit of that. They're working on their first class as a full coaching staff, but also for the future, too. It's important. And I thought one thing I'll throw out there on Bruce Pearl, and then we can kind of move on. Sure. I thought it was really interesting at the ambush that we talked to Bruce, and he pointed out how you kind of have to balance now with you know the portal that you want to develop guys, you want to get high school guys and come in and develop them, but you also want to add through the portal because it, it is a mix because you know say you get a guy that's going to be a guard and then you go and pull somebody from the portal, which we just saw that with Trey Alexander, you're kind of telling those guys, well, you know, maybe yep. maybe we don't believe in you as quite as much as, you know, you thought we did sure. or things like that. So sort of that balance is really interesting to me and something that's going to be especially a big part of college basketball now because you see how important the, the portal is going to be to some of these teams. They, I keep saying they pushed and pushed for that early signing period, and now it's kind of a curse I know. with this portal. Because I mean, you know what I mean? They, maybe they, maybe some of them want that want a regular signing period again. Because I mean, now you're having a, you're having an early signing period in November, and then you don't even know how your season's going to go. Then you go through your season, you have a whole other list of needs, and you can address them with the transfer portal now. So, yeah, kind of a kind of a mixed deal there. No doubt, no doubt about it. Well, the only really development that we've had over the last week that we did not talk about was Auburn baseball. Because when we recorded last week, they were getting ready for that game against Ole Miss and Hoover. Wound up losing the game, I believe it was seven to four. Something like that. Another game another game where Auburn was sort of in it and then a couple I think there was like a two run home run late that kinda helped Ole Miss wrap that up. Right. Ended Auburn's season, they ended the season twenty five and twenty seven. It was the first losing season for Butch Thompson since his very first year at Auburn. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the biggest takeaway is just this off season they have got to figure out their pitching situation. Um, yeah. Besides Fitz and Gonzalez, I mean, you know, I don't know who the starters you feel really confident in are going to be going into next year um, because pitching was the, was the issue the whole year and you know specifically that bullpen it seemed like yeah. you know once they got into the pen it was just a mess and credit to Auburn for fighting to get that far because it looked like sure. you know they were they were destined not to make it to Hoover but they at least made it that far and gave Ole Miss a good game an Ole Miss team that wound up going to the semifinals so you know yeah. by, by no means a, a pushover team but uh, a lot to do as far as kind of retooling and, and getting ready for next spring I wonder how many games they would have won if they only played six innings Whew. They, they they might want to look into you know uh, 
<laughs> they, they might want to look into the high school deal, you know, where you only play seven. Yeah, days, so shorten they, the game a little bit because, yeah, like you said, man, bullpen was the problem. The problem was when they had to the re, to reach deep. So, um, you know, and obviously, so this was uh, Tim Hudson was hired shortly before the year that was cut short of COVID, right? Correct. I'm pretty sure he was hired in January of correct. 2020. Correct. So saw 12 games or whatever before that got canceled. So this was his first full season. Uh, we'll see how he adjusts, um, you know, if any adjustments are made for him, you know what I mean? Uh, Butch is obviously a, a pitching mind himself. Uh, so they're going to have to get their heads together and, and, and figure out what's best moving forward. Um, but, you know, you do have a – it is a first-year pitching coach and all of that. So um, – yeah, I mean, the main thing is you just need dudes, man. You got to recruit. I mean, we keep going back to it, but uh, you got to recruit good players, and uh, that's what it's about. So the future, the future is, you know, it's out there on high school ball fields right now. Because, uh, but uh, it's tough sliding in the SEC, man. Like it's not gonna get easier because it's it's just tough. So, I mean, that's a, that's a tough challenge to come in and face those bats in the SEC every single weekend. So. Uh, yeah, going to be tough, but um, obviously Butch has built this thing before. I mean, I think about when they went to the College World Series, right? They were on a four-year run there where it was like, okay, like you said, so you said his first season losing record, right? Mm -hmm. But it went in such a way that it was like, okay, made regionals. Okay, made super regionals. Okay, made College World Series, right? Like they built that trajectory. So now I don't want to say you're starting all over or anything like that but now you're you have to build again build back up again and uh, get going back in that direction try to get yourself to a super regional next year probably uh so so yeah that's uh, you know that's what's about man it's about recruiting and and uh you know getting the plan together seeing what was missing this year and uh in that bullpen and and trying to fix it and and doing that with transfers high school studs whatever you can do to put a band-aid on that because the rest of the team, the rest of the, the bats hit pretty well. The rest of the thing, everything else seemed okay to me. So maybe some in inconsistencies here and there, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's where it starts right there is, is Butch and Tim putting their head together. Yeah. I, I'm really intrigued to see what kind of roster overhaul we wind up seeing, whether that's maybe some of those seniors that would have that extra year because of COVID, if they decide to come back, if there are any, you know, additional transfers, things like that. Um, and what this roster looks like going into next spring. If Butch and Mickey Dean could trade some pitchers for some bats, I think I uh, bet they'd go for it. I think it'd be fun to watch. It'd, it'd make for some good stories on OANow.com, I tell you that. I right bet now. the softball team could have used the bat like Stephen Williams, and uh, and the uh, baseball team could have used a, a, a Shelby. So. <laughs> we'll just have to think about what might have been. <laughs> Well, let's get ready to wrap this episode up, Justin, and I want sure. to throw it to you. Tell us about Jacksonville, hey, man. Hey, man, it Tell, was fun. Fill us all in. I lost my I lost my voice. I'm trying to write a column. We'll see if it happens or not. No promises. <laughs> but it might be on the website by the time you listen to this. It might not be. Uh, but just about how much fun it was to be in, front of a, in a crowd again, man. Like, it was a lot of fun, man. Because uh, it was – so it was in Jacksonville. It was in – it's called Daly's Place. It's right next to the Jaguar Stadium. It's like an amphitheater situation, about 5,000 fans. But 5,000 in, 5,000 strong, they packed it out. Uh, it was full attendance. And uh, it was fun, man. It was a lot of fun. I got to ch cheer and chant and clap and boo. And For me, man, I always watch – I watch uh, – think about sports all day because sports is my job. And I'm writing about sports and reading about sports. And so even when I watch, like, the NBA playoffs, like last night – 
it feels like my job. It feels like sports. So pro wrestling is my outlet, man. Pro wrestling, it's fake sports. So it feels like it's very freeing. It's, it's very much not like work. So got to go there and cheer and clap and boo. And it was a fun time. I got to see Sting, like I said. And uh, I got to see my favorite wrestler, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Uh, she won the championship, so that was fun. Who did the better acting job, Charlie Strong or Urban Meyer? I think they both did. Well, Charlie was zipping the ball. That's what really, they pointed that out to me. I was like, man, he's like firing that thing. <laughs> I, Urban takes gets points off because Urban broke character on Twitter, which you can't break kayfabe, Urban. Come on, Urban. Get it together, man. He's on here showing a picture of them all smiling. That's, that's Kids, look away. That's not a real picture. That was doctored. They hate each other. They're actually fighting. They had a Jacksonville intern Photoshop that. That's just they, they that that's not real. Don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah. And so they did that match. So you saw that match where, where they were they're like fighting through the offices. Yeah. They did all of that, right? And we were so we were in the back row of the lower level of the amphitheater, Justin bought those tickets because that's how I like to do it. Because I like to sit in the very back so you can stand and no one's behind you. I do want to point out that that's Justin Ferguson. He yeah. did not just reference himself yeah, in the third person. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. Justin Fergie, had these tickets. Fergie bought them that way, and it's like on the aisle, so we can go pee and stuff. Anyway, but then so then at the end they're doing they're fighting back, and I go to try to go to the bathroom. They're like, no, you can't go. I'm like, what do you mean I can't go? But like because they're fighting through the arena and a lot of that stuff was pre-taped like urban wasn't there that was pre-taped but he's in this but like jericho is in the same clothes back there waiting for the sequence to come out and we turn around and jericho is literally riding an escalator down right behind us i don't know if you saw it on instagram yeah. justin had it yeah so uh yeah that, that was fun uh yeah we got to, we got to see that all up close it was a great and it was a great show too it was, it was a great show that, uh, I mean, I could tell from what you guys posted that it looked like a lot of fun. Um, we went to the beach for a few days, went to Panama City. That was just nice. to. Jordan had to get out of here. I just had to just chill out. That Auburn High baseball series was done, and yeah. it's like, bro. I could finally go. breathe. Could finally breathe. Yeah, Them man. Tigers, man, they, they won it. And then yeah. uh, went, to the beach, went to the beach for a few days and uh, did pretty much nothing. Went and played golf. That's awesome. Went and played golf. Uh, yeah. Definitely went um, triple digits. It was not pretty. Was it windy? It wasn't that By the windy. Beach, no? It wasn't that windy. It was fun, and uh, but I got my my money's worth in the amount of swings I took. So yeah. that's all I ever looked to do. So <laughs> we did a Top Golf in Jackson. That's the first time I've ever been. What'd you think? It was we went, fun. We went when we went to Orlando for the uh, the what is that? Uh, Whatever the, ball. The citrus Bowl. Yeah, yeah. The Verbo Bowl. That's what I was like. Uh, Verbo. But yeah, what'd you think of Top Golf? <laughs> Dude, I was just scared at the beginning that I was because I'm not a golfer. I was scared I was gonna fling that club out there dude because yeah. we were on like the third row we were as high as we could get yeah so i'm like i'm just death gripping my club but then by the end of it i relaxed and, and i was actually hitting the ball so it's fun I, i've only yeah. been that one time we went in orlando but i really enjoyed it yeah. and and i'm not good at golf but i like playing and uh and it'd be fun i guess what's the nearest one birmingham is yeah there's the one in birmingham golf, so now in wetumpka let me tell you oh you ever going through wetumpka we got a fake, uh, a fake, fake Top Golf. There was a driving range called Cypress Farms, I think, and a bar bought it, and they put a trailer on it. So there's a tra- we just call it a trailer bar. I, don't, I think it's called Range 231. We call it a trailer bar. They put a trailer on it, saying it's a redneck cut Top Golf because there's a driving range behind it, and they have clubs out there for you to go hit. I mean, you know, <laughs> what I'm thinking. So if you're ever in Wetumpka, brother, go to go to Range 231. What I'm thinking is. SEC Media Days in Birmingham, like hey uh, over in Hoover, but I'm kind of thinking get some people together and go to Top Golf. Well, that'd be a fun time. We could, you could run out, rent out a whole bay. 
Heck yeah, man. I'm getting Greg Sankey on the line. Let's make this thing happen. <laughs> Come on, Greg. Yeah. It's a discount. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, while we get uh, the commissioner on the line, we'll go run off and do That's that. That's who was calling me earlier. Yeah, call him yeah. Back. Hey, we got to check in on Greg. Greg. Pick up. <laughs> you, got, you got nothing else going on. Uh, we'll wrap that up uh, again. Uh, thanks, as always, for watching and for listening. For Justin Lee, I'm Jordan Hill. Uh, thanks again, and until next time, take care.